You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. Welcome to the Geekiest Show Ever, episode number 69. And, uh, you know, before I introduce my co-host this week, I've got to apologize. I do have a bit of a cold. I will talk about how I got it very, very shortly. And I've also got to apologize because my bloody neighbor decided to get some work done. And they've got this big jackhammer thing and it's just, ah, it's been, it's noisy. It's just really noisy. So I apologize for the background noise. Unfortunately, they're working six days a week. And if we didn't record now, well, you know, we wouldn't get the show out to you. So hopefully, uh, you know, Maybe they'll go and take a coffee break. Fingers crossed. <laughs> anyway, let me welcome my co-host of Geekiest Show Ever, Kevin Alder. Kevin, how have you been the past week? Uh, not too bad, Mark. Been a busy week for me, as you know. I've been traveling hither, hither, and yon for personal reasons. So uh, I'm, 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 I'm fair tuckered out now. I'm fair. What is the what is the Australian term I'm for worn out? There's a there's hmm. a colloquialism I've heard. Well, we've got worn out. Uh, Stops at a fair dinkum or something like that. Uh, well, fair, fair dinkum is, is pretty much like, um, you know, confirming that something's really good or the real thin. Yeah. Um, when we're buggered, I don't know what we say, actually. Buggered. Buggered. I'm, <laughs> I'm buggered. I'm buggered. I, I, I am completely buggered. And, and here in the United States, today is Independence Day, the 4th of July, celebrating our 200... 36th if I'm not correct that and I think England right, yeah I think England's already forgiven us so we're in pretty good shape <laughs> I th- I'm, I'm sure there's a few over there that haven't you know there's, <laughs> there's, there's got to be a few uh, sour grapes in the the batch I'm sure there's still probably some of them that refer to us as those colonials those silly colonials <laughs> yes well down here in Australia we're still part of the Commonwealth they've been trying to make us a republic for ah oh, good 10 15 years and you know in some ways you sort of think yeah you know that'd be cool in other ways you go you know what it's not going to change anything you know the the (laughs) queen stays out of our business we stay out of her business and you know but then when they have a a marriage made in heaven we get to watch it and you know enjoy it and so forth so you know whether or not we're a republic or not i don't sort of you know buy into it's nice to be part of the commonwealth because we have the the Commonwealth Olympic Games that you guys can't be a part of, so you can't win all the medals and take all our medals away. You know, we're, we're champions. When when you look at the gold tally of what we bring home from the Commonwealth Games, wow, do we have a good country of sportsmen. But when you include all the countries in the World Olympics, oh, boy, it dips down a little bit. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, <laughs> we can't compete because we certainly can. We've got some great sportsmen and women out there, but... Uh, you know, of course, the more there is, the more the, the the less chance there is for us to come home with the gold. So, uh, yeah, sometimes yeah, it's, it's good to be part of the Commonwealth. Uh, well, are, let me ask you this: since you brought the topic up, do you watch the Olympics when they're on? You know, I used to until my mother got really. Uh, you know, she's one of these Olympic fanatics where she'll literally sit up all night and lay on the lounge, and. Not really go to sleep, but wake up every five minutes just to watch the Olympics and watch the same thing over and over again. And, um, you know, I, I really lost a lot of interest in it over the years. She, she did the same thing to me with Christmas as well, where, you know, for a number of years until I had kids, I couldn't stand Christmas because it was Christmas this, Christmas that. You'd be leading up to Christmas for three months. And it was just 
absolute overkill. So, um, yeah, look, I, I haven't been a, a big person in it. I, I don't like certain things. I like watching some of the, the sports like the weightlifting, um, you know, things like the, the uh, Roman uh, Greco wrestling that we spoke about last week. Uh, but things like swimming, I'm not that keen on. You know, it, I'm not a swimmer. I'm a floaty at best. You know, I, I hold my breath and I can float on top of the water and just, you know, glide around. But yeah, I can't swim to save my life. Um, so, yeah, you know, it's I, I do enjoy some of it. Some of it I don't enjoy so much. It just depends. It, it's like anything in life. Um, you know, it, I, I suppose that's um, the same with people who like gridiron versus uh, rugby union versus rugby league. You know, and then what's football? You know, is it the traditional yeah. European soccer or is it the football that's played in gridiron union and, and league and so forth? So, you know, it, it's their own. I just don't enjoy all the Olympic sports. But I, I must admit, I did have, uh, when the Olympics were in Sydney in 2000, I went and saw the uh, track and field, um, which was really interesting, actually. It was, talk about busy, though, you you know, I've never been to one of those types of events. And it was just more than one event was going on at the same time, of course. And when you're at home watching it on the television, you know, they sort of, they spend five minutes to half an hour on one event, then they'll chop across to something else so that you don't miss the content. Um, and when you were there in the grandstand, it was like you, you were sort of trying to catch everything at the same time. And it was really, really hard to actually say, oh, oh what happened in that row? Oh, they finished? <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> But that, so that now, was a now, good experience. Now I have to ask: this is this the same um, anti-social mark that doesn't like to go out in crowds that went oh, to the yeah. Olympics? Oh yeah, well, look, you know this this was a younger mark. This was a mark which uh, was twenty-one at the time. Yeah, I think I was. Yep, yep, that sounds right. Um, and it was actually a a twenty-first uh, birthday gift from my father. He um, decided to. Uh, give me tickets to the Sydney Olympics um, to go and see it. So I was like, all right, you know what? I would have preferred the money, but he gave me tickets. So I, I kind of went grinned and bared it. And look, I had a good time. You know, I, yeah. I, I won't lie to you. I was glad to get home again in my own little man cave and, and get away <laughs> from people. But, you know, it, I, I reckon once every 10 years or so, I, I have to venture out and just uh, do something <laughs> daring. Uh, you know, live on the edge a little bit. Just, just get out there, get the get the uh, the house smell off of you, so you can uh, get a little fresh air every once in a while. Yeah, and it's kind of strange when you come back into the house after not being in there for a while. It's like, oh, jeez, I do smell the place out, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Well, you know, that's funny. I was having a conversation with one of our uh, regular listeners, I think, uh, Mister Mike McPeak. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was talking about he might try that outside thing today. Of course, you and I were talking before the show how hot it was here. Um, way too hot for my liking, comfortable for you. Mm-hmm. We've talked about that many times. Um, but he said he was going to venture out, and he said one of the reasons he needed to get outside was because the man cave was starting to have a, a little bit of an odor. He thought <laughs> he might want to get outside and, and air things out a bit. Yeah, you know, I'd, I'd like... I'd like an outside that I'm proud of and I'm happy of. And, uh, you know, like our backyard is a, a, a fest of spiders and, you know, we get the occasional snake coming through and so forth because we've got bushland 
literally 100 metres down the road. Um, and, you know, it gets very uh, buggy, let's put it that way. Um, you know, we, we get all these weird-looking little creatures that, you know, freak me out. So, uh, <laughs> you know, the, the backyard, it, it's also not suited because we've got a, a property up the back from us as well, another house, and um, they use part of the backyard as as the driveway up there, up and down, and it's, it's very steep. It's on an extremely steep incline. So the kids, and we haven't got it fenced in, which is our own fault. We should do it. But... Um, so we don't let the kids go out there. We take them across. We've got a big park and oval across the road from us, so they tend to play across there if we want to go out. Um, yeah. You know, but look, I, I think the outdoors is a little overrated, in my opinion. I, you know, I, I, I'm looking out the window now, and it's windy, it's cold, it's overcast. It's a classic Sydney winter day, and I'm thinking, yeah, there's nothing out there that I need. No, nothing that's going to make me go out there. <laughs> you know, it's funny you talk about fencing off the backyard. When we when I did that a few years ago when the kids were younger, uh, we put two gates, only two gates into the backyard, and my wife and I figured we could let them go, and all we had to do was watch the gates because, we, you know, there were two of us, one, mm-hmm. one of us on each gate, and they could have that. They were perfectly safe to tear up the backyard, no worries there. <laughs> It was an easy way to play, like we like to say, zone defense, because when you have more kids than parents, you have to go into a zone defense to guard against. <laughs> As a match, you got you got to keep your eyes on them because they're they're small and they're fast, and uh, yeah, you know, just so easily. And you know, you hear about it on the news all the time, and you know, just accidents happening because parents haven't paid attention to what's going on in their own backyard. You know, Gretel's wanted to pull for the longest time, and even though we're getting the kids to learn how to swim you know natalia the age of six would probably be okay she could probably wade water long enough to get her and and properly enough to to get herself to the edge of the pool nicholas he's still learning it's one of those things you just don't want to pull in your backyard there's so you know out here they've got very very strict laws you have to have you know fences around the pools and everything like that and i'm sure they've got similar in in different states in the u.s um but still, even with that, you've just got to be so cautious and so careful. Um, and that worries me. So it's, it's one of those things that I've said to Greta, well, you know what, maybe one day, you know, when the kids are a little bit older, we can get that pool that you want. And uh, so she's she's happy with that at the moment. So if you get a pool, are you going to have a mankini? Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> Have you ever seen that movie Borat? Uh, no, I've seen parts of it. I've never uh, seen the whole movie. He, he's got one of those, and seriously, it turns it turns me sour. It, I, it's, oh, I, you know what? I wouldn't. I wouldn't not. I'd be too afraid that the Google Earth satellite would pick me up, and I'd be forever, <laughs> you know, ensconced in in that sort of outfit. I just, I couldn't do it. I just, oh, jeez, I, I, I'd feel sorry for my neighbours, you know. <laughs> I have to tell you a funny story. My wife and I uh, used to go to Myrtle Beach, which is down in South Carolina, about 500 miles from here. It's a well-known vacation spot here on the East Coast. And we used to go down there like twice a year all the time. We actually went off, slightly off-season, less crowds and all that. But it was always funny. When we'd take our vacation in the fall and we'd go down there, you know, there would be older couples down there. I don't mean tremendously older, but older and we were down there when, eh, this was probably like about 1990, 91. 
and we were laying there on the beach, you know, and I'm nothing gorgeous in a bathing suit. I, I don't pretend that. <laughs> don't look like squat in a bathing suit. But, you know, I do have some dignity, mm-hmm. except for when I wear my kilt, but we won't go down that road. Um, but we're laying there on the beach, and all of a sudden, my wife starts elbowing me. I'm going, what? Well, there's this big, hairy dude. He probably looked to be about late 40s, maybe 50 years old at the time. You know, it, I mean, he was seriously a hairy man. And we'd seen him on the beach off and on all day. Well, he'd gone into the water, and he was coming out of the water, and he'd been strutting around all day like he was just as proud as he could be. Well, he was wearing a white bathing suit. Oh. When he came out of the water, there was nothing left to the imagination. And my wife said, going, he ain't got nothing to be proud of. I don't know what. Because <laughs> you could see everything as in almost nothing. So, <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> and I'm sitting there going, I was going, stop it, stop it, don't point. And this guy's just walking along, strutting his stuff like he's the, the cock of the walk. And I'm going, oh, that's a poor choice of words. <laughs> like he's the... <laughs> Like he's the head of the ha- you know, like he's the king of the beach, and the, oh my god, it was like, oh dear lord, dude looked like he had a rug glued to his back, shag carpet, but he really didn't have anything to be proud of. That's for dang sure, and oh, it was dear. just the funniest thing in the world. <laughs> so, sounds like it could have had been a rendition of Bigfoot. <laughs> well, you know, it it, may, it was it wasn't too many years after that they had that episode of uh, Seinfeld. Do you ever watch Seinfeld? I don't know if I haven't seen every episode though. Well, there was the one episode where George, uh, a girl walked in on George when he was changing in out of his bathing suit and he's going, and she starts laughing because he's pulled his bathing suit down. He's going, shrinkage, shrinkage, shrinkage. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's what we always say. The same thing that happens in cold weather. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's cold, it's cold. Trust me, it's cold. <laughs> and then you always get that look of, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. And if that hasn't turned the listeners off, I don't know what will. But I'll I tell you what, I, I'm just going to switch across and switch gears for a minute and talk about this cold I've got because um, it, it's not actually a cold. It's more like this chest infection kind of thing. And Nicholas had it as well. And it's all thanks to Natalia and blowing her birthday candles out. Speaking of birthdays, it's actually Gretel's birthday today, and uh, I just... Happy birthday, Gretel. There we go. She won't listen to the show, I think. Although she promised me that when I die, she'll listen to the shows. Um, so, you know, she'll listen to it eventually. Um, at least that way I won't have to defend myself after <laughs> afterwards. Um, but... Uh, yeah, so anyway, before we did the show, I was uh, baking a, a lovely chocolate vanilla cake, and I have to do the icing once we finish the the show and that should taste really nice I'm, I'm a good cook if I do so so myself uh, especially desserts I absolutely love them um, and the reason why I do all the cooking at home is because I love Gretel but that woman cannot cook Kevin she's uh, <laughs> uh, it, she can heat up you know but who can't you know put something on the stove stir it till it's warm enough and heat it you know <laughs> but actual, actual cooking you know flavor and taste and something you want to eat yeah she just doesn't do that so um anyway so i've made an, another cake and it's like okay someone else is gonna be blowing the candle out and just spitting all over it and uh so anyway after natalia's birthday we all sort of ended up getting sick and i've had this you know weird sort of cough then um 
you know, Nicholas went to the doctor, got antibiotics, and, you know, I, I refuse to go to the doctor. I absolutely hate going... I hate doctors, I think, as much as I hate lawyers, and that's saying something. You know, yeah, they, is. They, they earn too much money, they charge too much, and they still haven't found a cure for cancer. So, <laughs> you know... Um, Look, you know, admittedly, you know, they are useful. You know, doctors are very useful. You do need them. They're very important. But on something that's just a common cold element kind of thing, I tend to not to bother with it. It's like I know it's going to take me a week longer to get over it than if I went to the doctor, got antibiotics. But then if I ever need antibiotics for something serious, I want it to really work. So, um, yeah, Nicholas is good. I'm still not so good. So uh, it was that darn birthday cake. I, I told you it was going to happen. I know you said that. It's it's funny. I was uh, they've been running uh, America's Funniest Home Videos, and I'm sure uh, our American listeners know about that. But it's uh, all five of them anyway. There was a uh, uh, there was they were showing this little this gr- uh, picture of this little girl, and it says, "Have you ever wondered how those birthday cupcakes get so moist?" And she's sitting there, and they're singing "Happy Birthday." And she goes to blow it out, and I mean, you could just see when she blew oh, globs oh, of spit oh, going out and hitting that cupcake. Fortunately, oh, it was just man. hers, you know. <laughs> you know, but I think that's that what one I was extra do. moist. I should, I should make cupcakes and then have one where the birthday person actually blows out the candle, and the rest is safely put aside. That would actually work, so uh, <laughs> I might try that next time. <laughs> hey, Kevin, you know what? Before we get any more deep into tech, we've got some feedback from uh, Mike McPeak, who we, we mentioned earlier and, and uh, sort of referenced earlier. He sent us a ton of feedback, and Mike, thank you so much. We're going to read all of it on the show, or most of it. That's if my voice doesn't give out in the meantime. So uh, basically, Mike's responding to uh, the topics that we're, we're discussing on show 68, so on the topic of over or under, and for the toilet paper, for the toilet paper, um, he he's written, uh, being the custodian at a high school, I'm putting the toilet paper on at uh, 5:30 a.m. Uh, they should be happy to get it at all, let alone over or under. I completely agree. And you know what, Mike? <laughs> I'm sure that you find more of it on the ceiling. Then, then it ends up in the toilet too because I, look, I know being a kid, we were bloody idiots, you know. We, we, we did the dumbest things, and I'm sure everyone did, you know. The, I don't know about you, Kevin, but this the spitball just came to mind, you know. Get get the little piece of paper, so you tear a little square of paper, you put it in your mouth, you you chew it around, you get it all hard and everything, then you take it out, it's all slimy. You get one of those big style pens, and you stick it in the end, and then you, you know, sort of blow through it and it goes and smacks on someone's head and god that was disgusting i don't know why we you know undertook that but we just we did that was gross and you know what someone had to end up cleaning it up but you know what as kids we didn't give a damn who it was and that's that's a real shame i actually feel bad for the people i had to clean up after the mess i used to create so uh yeah Yeah, definitely uh you know what they uh they deserve you know, the barest of toilet paper. Maybe one one sheet per child, I reckon. Well, I won't uh, I won't mention about... I had no direct involvement in an incident that involved toilet paper being unrolled and maybe some itching powder being added to it ooh, and then the toilet paper ooh, being re-rolled. <laughs> ooh, ooh, ouch, ouch, ouch. 
and Ooh. watching some very prim and proper people try to suffer through class. Oh, no. Oh, that is horrible. It, that's so good. You know, that that reminds me of the, the good old-fashioned... What, what were they called? They're like fart bombs, but then they're not. They're, they're little capsules that you, you throw down, you stink smash... Bombs. Stink bombs. Thank you. And, and you smash them, you know, on the wall. And, you know, they, they had... Uh, when I was in high school, they had these sort of... Uh, I want to say loafer windows, but they're, they're not. I, you know, they sort of. So you'd have the brick wall, then you'd have the windows at the top, and they'd sort of just open slightly um, to the side and so forth. And before we'd go into the classroom, we'd be turfing them in there and, and you know, and just stinking out the whole room. And uh, it, it was funny, but again, bloody stupid. What were we thinking? Um, and poor people like Mike had to clean it up. I know, I know. Isn't it a shame? Mike, you can. Uh, Give us a kick where it hurts because we did some bad things. Uh, anyway, Mike goes on to to say that at home it's always over. Cha-ching! We win, and unfortunately, yes. Mister Shepherd loses. So, uh, <laughs> um, and and he's just said that it's easier to find the sheet that way. And yes, he's a folder. It's neater. Absolutely got to be a folder i still don't agree with the scrunch idea kevin i just you know what i tried it this week i actually thought you know could i change the way i actually do things and i'm so pedantic about getting those folds perfectly lined up you know what i ain't ever changing you know someone would have to hit me in the head with a hammer for me to think that scrunching was a good idea (laughs) That, that brings a whole new meaning to the phrase anal retentive. <laughs> of which I am extremely high on, on the pile of. <laughs> Seriously, you know, if, if Gretel could come on this show at some time, she'd tell you all the little idiosyncrasies I have, and they are many. Um, <laughs> I'm as nuts as Sheldon. But nowhere near as smart as Sheldon, so let's put it that way. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, me. Now, the ne- next section, God, we're making a meal out of Mike's email, but you know what, Mike, thank you, because we had no other topics, <laughs> so <laughs> we're going to use your email as the basis for everything. Uh, wrestling, That's right. Uh, so the wrestling side of things, he also wrestled for two years and had a perfect record, completely unblemished. Um and uh, he, he says, uh, this trained me to be a ceiling inspector and a floor polisher. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I do too. And while discussing campy sports, let's not forget American gladiators. As oh, much over, as, over, as much overhyped drama as one could stomach. I've got to say, I may partake in the occasional WWE wrestling just for a bit of a laugh and... You know, let's see The Undertaker win for 19 WrestleManias in a row, which is completely impossible. Uh, but I've got to say, American Gladiators, and they do an Australian version as well, that is the dumbest TV series since Urkel got people to sniff other people's butt. <laughs> <laughs> but he's also had him lick toilet seats. Oh, I didn't need to know that. Oh, look, you know, I got to tell you, my toilet humor goes certain places. But when they, they go to licking, oh. You should have seen the lady's face when she had, they had to identify stuff with their tongues or their mouths. And but she what was on going, the bloody toilet seat? 
It was, well, I think it was a clean one. It, you know, it oh, wasn't a no, toilet sorry. at the top. <laughs> and she's going, that's oh. a damn toilet <laughs> And she, the poor lady's like, oh, oh God. Oh, you know what? There's no amount of money in this world that could make me do that. No amount of money. I, oh, I signed you up already. Oh, crap. Ah. <laughs> <coughs> <coughs> oh. That chest cold, th- Kevin, I'll tell you. Uh, you think you got a cold from uh, your daughter spitting on the cake? Wait till you sniff somebody's bum or something uh, like that. What do you uh, think you're going to get? I, I, I get the bloody plague. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. All right. So we, we both agree American Gladiators is a whole load of hooey. Yes. Um, now, Mike's gone on to talk about the repurpose and evolved technology. He uh, says that I hang on to things way too long. But I do to try, but I do try to find a use for it. Right now, I'm trying to find a use for an Arcos Five Internet Media Tablet that I have. Interesting. I, I've heard of the Arcos brand. I've seen them before. Uh, I'm not sure which tablet, but you know what? I'll find a, a link and throw it in the show notes because I'd, I'd like to see which one that is. Uh, it was good at the time, but uh, the iPod Touch is now, of course, much better. Uh, but the 250 gigs of storage can't be beat. Wow. 250 gigs of storage? I didn't see that when I first read. That's a lot of storage. I wonder if that's a uh, misprint or not. Could be. Cause 250 gigs, as old as that is. That's... Although, although the the question is, those Arcos, didn't they have the spinning drives in them? And, and they were oh. bigger. So, so they, right. they were like bigger, they, they were thick, they're, they're not the ultra-thin... It, it definitely. Yeah. I'm sure it wasn't flash uh, storage. No, it um, wasn't flash storage. You're right. You're right. But I, I was. I was just trying to think back to the right time frame and try and remember. You know, the rough size of what a spinning drive was like in a in an iPod. What's now an iPod Classic, which I think they got up to around 100. And, the biggest they ever got up to was 160 gig. I don't know what they're at right now. I think one, they're still 160. 120, okay. Yeah, they, they took it back to, which was a, a bit of a surprise, but what they were able to do with that, they were able to just customize the line so that it was just all the exact same width and and it was, you know, just a more common uh, size, I think, was the, the reason why. But, you know, that it, it does disappoint me in a way. I was actually looking up, um, you know, I, I do this periodically. I, I think I want to buy new equipment so I'll look up the iPads and I'll look up the iPhone 4S's and that and then I'll look at the available storage in there and I just look at it and I think wow you know why are we still stuck on 16 at the entry level and, and maxing out at 64 on the high end it, you know yeah there's probably a supply and demand but you know Apple is the supply and demand if they turn around yeah. and they say hey you know we want to put 128 chips in this and we're paying this price everyone else will fall into line with it. So I can't understand why... I know that they want to pump uh, iCloud, you know, the, the sort of, you know, iCloud service. Oh, but that's actually another issue, and I'm glad I brought up iCloud because I want to, to bring something up. So uh, let me just finish this and then remind me about iCloud, Kevin, um, okay. and specifically eBooks. Um, and so, you know, I just really don't understand why there's such a a limitation in, in flush storage and why we just can't get bigger, especially when you look at, at downloading movies in 1080p to the iPad third generation. I mean, they're, they're what? Uh, depend, I suppose it really depends how long the movie is. 
but say we rounded at an average five gigabytes, that's probably fair. You know, the three-hour movies will come in at six. Yeah. You know, hour-and-a-half movies will come in at four. So let's say it's five gigabytes. You're not going to get many movies on, on that device. And the problem with that, you know, people will turn around and say, well, you know, just use the standard def copy. You know, you get it on iTunes, you get the standard def as well as the high def. Yeah, sure. But if you've got an iPad 3, you've got a resolution that can more than than handle the 1080p content. So, you know, my view is why watch an inferior copy of a movie when you've got a, a device that can, can play it. It's like you buy a Blu-ray player, but you choose to go for the DVD instead of playing the Blu-ray. Yeah, it just doesn't make a lot of sense, you know. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, getting back to what I, I was going to talk about with iCloud, we um, have you ever listened to... Um, Three geeky ladies. God, I hope that's right. They're part of the Stoplight Network, a new show that's come on. It's a roundtable discussion with uh, three of the ladies from uh, MyMac.com. Yeah, I think I listened to the first episode or the second one. I can't remember. I listened to one of them because I know we talked about it on the show when they launched, and um, I think they're doing pretty good, so congratulations to them. Um, But I haven't – I can't remember what was the first or the second one I listened to. Um, but it's a good show. I enjoy it. Yeah. Well, this, this last week, um, we got an email sent around the email list uh, from Vicky Stokes, who's one of the, the co-hosts on there. And she was having a problem with iTunes and iBooks. Now, she's bought a lot of books from the iBook store. And, you know, she, you know, of course, you buy them on the, the iPad and so forth. And over time, you know, you'll delete it to make space for something else or you'll, uh, you know... Do something like that. You know, you may not necessarily download it to your computer and back it up even though you should. And she learned the lesson a hard way because even though you can quote-unquote download what you've purchased again, she tried to download these books, but because the book publisher didn't support the iBookstore anymore, Apple wouldn't let her download the books. She she oh, couldn't crap. she couldn't get them. She was completely locked out. Now, if she had had a copy on on an external hard drive backed up locally, she'd still be able to read those books. But because she didn't do that, and you know, I've bought books directly on the iPad. You think, oh yeah, cool. And then when I finish it, it's like you know what? I, I can always remove it, and then I can go back to it later on uh, and download it again. I've done that plenty of times without thinking. Oh, you know what? I better back this up and back this up and back this up. And it really got me thinking and got me worried about, you know, what we were talking about many shows ago, which was, you know, what do we do when we purchase digital content? You know, how do we make sure that we don't lose that content and have it forever? And this is just one case where it's proof positive that if, if you know, a movie studio, say if, if Sony Entertainment decided to stop supporting um, iTunes then everything that you've bought that's Sony Entertainment, if you have not put that on a hard drive and backed it up, you will not be able to re-download it. You know, when, yeah. once they walk away, definitely going back to physical disc, and actually that takes me into the next topic of talking about the Spider-Man trilogy, which uh, I have to just uh, get up and, 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 and get... I, I got the Spider-Man trilogy on, um, on DVD this last week. And, uh, oh, cool. you know what? It's really good. And, and, uh, my son loves it. He, he absolutely loves it. Yes. He's five and yes, it's violent, but 
he loves it. So, uh, <laughs> you know... <laughs> You know what? It's, All little boys love that kind of stuff. Absolutely. You know what's disappointing though? Because DVD's on the way out and they're making way for Blu-ray to come in. The Blu-ray designs and that are much nicer, and the discs are much better. The DVDs suck. Look at that, Kevin. They're just plain <laughs> blue DVDs. You know, I, I looked at it and I went, "Hey, come on, Spider-Man. Okay, maybe he's got blue bottoms." But he's predominantly <laughs> red. Why not at least make it a red disc? It's, oh, you know, just... I looked at that and I was disappointed in the discs. And I don't know about you whether or not you look at the discs and the packaging, but that, that's part of the entire experience for me. That's, yeah. that's part of the reason why I like going back to DVD. And it was actually surprising because my son doesn't know DVD. He knows the iPad. He knows, oh, hey, if I want to watch Transformers, I tap here and I can watch my Transformers. And even, you know, I'd I'd say to him, okay, we'll we'll go and watch Spider-Man soon, you know, watch Spider-Man in, you know, another half an hour or something. And he'd go and he'd he'd pick up the case and he'd bring the case across to me and he'd look at the back and he'd go, Daddy, we we need to play number three, you know, and and it was just (laughs) priceless. It, It was something that, I didn't think was possible. I, I know I'll sit there and I'll, you know, I'll just read and look at all the little notes that are printed on the, the, um, on the case and everything, but I never thought he would and I never thought he'd be interested. And it's amazing how he's just gone straight to it and uh, is really geeky with it. And surprisingly, Kevin, he's sitting down there playing the amazing Spider-Man next to me while we're <laughs> recording. And because I've mentioned Spider-Man and brought the Spider-Man DVDs out, he, he's looking up at me going, can we please watch him, Daddy? Please, please, I want to watch Spider-Man. So, Poor uh, Yeah, no. Um, but it, uh, yeah, yeah. Hey, I have to say, I have to t- uh, confess to our listeners, uh, this week, and I've mentioned it before on the show, I bought my first LCD LED television. Well, I didn't hear about this. Hold on, was I living under a rock and you did this and didn't announce it on Twitter or, or what? What this is like? This is newsworthy. This, this should have been well, at the top of the show. God, I hope people have stuck with the show this one. <laughs> Otherwise, they're going to miss out on it. But you know, that's all right, well, Kevin, because you know we can refresh it and talk about it next week. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, I'll paraphrase this: We had to replace another television, and it was a small television. So I bought a 19-inch LCD 720p uh, Sansui, S-A-N-S-U-I, television. A nice little TV got a gorgeous picture on the thing. I was in in comparison to CRT, definitely. Now let let me ask you because you've gone out there, you've purchased the 720p, and this is something that we're seeing really a lot out here is that TVs are coming down so cheap. You know, you're, you're talking 32 inches, uh, $250. But people have to be careful because it's not true HD. It's not the true uh, 1080 uh, by 1920 by 1080. 1080. 1920, by, 1920 yeah. by 1080. I'm getting them confused. So it's not the true HD, but it is still 720p. And there's certainly nothing wrong with 720p. Um you know, the confusing thing is, like, when I had a PlayStation 3, it was all about, oh, you know, get a 1080p uh, television. And it's like, okay, that's great. You look at the back of the games, ah, oh, it's only in 720p. And you think that's that's crappy, it's rubbish. It's not. The games looked fantastic, played fantastic. And many times, 
you know, there was also an option. You could actually have 720p, you could have 1080p, uh, and if you ran it in 720p, you'd be running at 60 frames per second versus 30 in 1080p. So, you know, it was sort of a, a trade-off of fluidity. Um, but was, was that sort of a decision that you sort of made that it was like, you know, I've predominantly got uh, DVDs, I may not consider going Blu-ray on that TV anyway, and that's why you sort of went with the, the 720p? I wish I could say that much thought went into it. It was a cost of 130 bucks US, and I went into Walmart gotcha. and they had it. <laughs> <laughs> I needed to replace a television, and I already ha- had a DVD player. And I'll have to say, the standard def DVDs that we've been playing on it, they look freaking amazing. They you know, were unbelievably gorgeous. I yeah. mean, this, this little TV has oodles of features. I'm sitting there going... What the? I'm going through the menus, and you know, this is me catching up to technology. TV technology. I stay up on most of the computer technology, but TV technology, I, I admit, I lack. I lag way behind because I don't replace TVs unless they fail. I don't. Mm-hmm. I just don't. Yeah, and, there's not uh, much this, point to be quite honest, unless you specifically want, you know, the latest and greatest. Yeah, I mean, we. I, this was to replace another small set that had gone bad. And uh, I was just looking for an inexpensive, decent quality set that I could find. And, you know, it was it's really got a gorgeous picture on it. I, um, I fired it up, but then I had all those modes to choose from. You know, was I going to have it um, movie mode one, movie mode two, movie mode three? Did you want the picture optimized for sports? Did you want it optimized for movies? Did you want... I'm going, holy crap. Yeah, I guess I just had never detailed, set up one. Isn't it? It, it, yeah. You know, it, it's almost a little too detailed, but I, I've got to completely agree with you with, you know, DVDs look absolutely fantastic on it. Um, you know, we've got a 32-inch, and DVDs on, on that TV look absolutely gorgeous. Do they look as good as Blu-ray? No, the Blu-rays are just a, a slightly little bit more sharper. But... You know, really, I, I've got to agree with uh, Tim from, from TechFan when he says, look, you're not really going to notice on the 40-inch, you know, you're not going to notice DVD versus Blu-ray, and you don't. You know, I've got a, a killer sound system, which, you know, I've said before on the show, I believe that's 50% of, of the home entertainment. And you know what? I've seen this, the three Spider-Man movies on Blu-ray. I hired them when I had my PlayStation 3. At the time, I wasn't that blown away with it. I thought it was a pretty poor transfer um and you know now i've seen them on dvd and i gotta be quite honest i'm very happy with the dvd quality and the thing is you know my 5.1 surround sound system plays the sound absolutely beautifully i'm able to rock the house and the foundations and piss off the neighbors so you know (laughs) it it works for me and you know it's not going to work for everyone you know but uh, it's the same reason why I'm not going to upgrade to an Apple TV 3. I'm sticking with the second generation Apple TV. Um, you know, purely because I've got an interlaced screen and the third one, the latest one anyway, uh, doesn't support the interlaced format. So I'd have to buy a new TV to play it. And it's like, oh, forget that. I'm not, you know, I'm not going <laughs> to do that. You know, I love Apple stuff, but no. <laughs> You know, so I'm, I'm just going to uh, keep it and keep using it. And, uh, you know, it works. There's no reason why that, that'll change. So, Well, you know, it's interesting. I also had to replace the DVD player that I had with that setup. 
and I got uh, I went and got one. It was a very basic one over at uh, Best Buy, which is one of the big box stores here in the United mm-hmm. States. I think and we've I actually picked- got Best Buy. Uh, oh no, we've got Costco out here now. I, yeah, you got- that's right. I wish I I could have Best Buy out here because um, they they're actually they do have some pretty good deals. Yeah, this but this was just a basic uh, DVD player, um, little thin one. I f- it's a Philips, I think, is the brand. Yeah, Philips. Mm-hmm. And this little thing for thirty five or forty dollars, whatever it cost me, this thing. It, I mean, it's a DVD player. It has a USB input, so I could stick a That's thumb cool. drive in, and it, and it would read videos, photos, music, or anything, and play off that. I mean. It's just amazing how cheap some of these electronics have gotten now. I mean, I got a basic, what, more more, more of a home entertainment setup that that replaced this stuff, and this is by no means a primary use set, that is nicer than the set that my wife and I had when we first got married back in the uh, late 80s. Mm. It's like, this is amazing, and far less money. Oh yeah, far less money. Isn't it incredible? It's uh, the the prices have just hit rock bottom. I, actually, speaking of that, it, it's interesting uh, with the latest uh, 15 inch MacBook Pro with the Retina display. Everyone's going, oh well, at twenty five hundred dollars Australian anyway. That's so expensive. It's so expensive. My 12 inch PowerBook when it was released in 2005, 2006, it was the last generation running the G4 1.5 gigahertz system. That thin was 2500 before you even added additional RAM. So I've looked at it and I've gone, man, this is a no-brainer. This thin is top of the range. But everyone's yeah. complaining about it. But it's so interesting to see how times have changed and how thins that used to cost a fortune no longer do it. Same with uh, the surround sound systems. You can still spend a lot of money on a surround sound system. But I spent 3000 back in around about 2000 on a surround sound system. Uh, it's a Technic system, still works today, still beautiful crystal clear quality. I love it. Um, it is getting on in the tooth. And, you know, I've, I've looked at, at, you know, different replacement options. And I could get something that is, you know, 10 times better digital, uh, yeah, digital, op- uh, <sighs> digital optical connections. Uh, and, you know, the, I won't go into all the jargon because I'll, I'll get tongue twisted. But, you know, it would be absolutely perfect and it would be a third of the price, you know, or less, you know, and, and that's just yeah. amazing how you can change it. So, uh, but things do come down. Now, I've got another little toy. Uh-oh. It is. Oh, no. Another, Planet of. It's the Planet of the Apes Evolution Collection. Okay, so it's another set of uh, the Evolution Oh, hold on a sec. What's what's Nicholas here for? Uh, oh, you know what? He killed my battery. He was playing the amazing Spider-Man, and now it's on five percent <laughs> battery. I love it how the kids use my devices, and as soon as the battery goes red, they give it back to me. Yeah. Thank you, Nicholas. Did you have fun? Yeah. Good. You you playing the DS now? Yeah. Good man. You know what? These kids have everything that walks and talks. Why didn't I grow up at? this point in time you know it, oh, and anyway it'd be funny for gretel to be married to you if you were only four years old so that would just be odd yeah but she thinks i'm four years old i can't help that if my brain has <laughs> never grown up and never expanded sit sit down here i don't i don't say kevin i'm just gonna have to put his game on where are you playing lightning mcqueen i i, I got him cars too on the 3ds for his birthday and um 
Yeah, he loves it. Unfortunately, guess what? It's my 3DS, so I've... Uh, uh, that, can, can you see Kevin Nicholas? Wave. No? Hi, Nicholas. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, all right, matey. There you go. You go and have some fun with that. So I, I got him... Um, yes, I got him the, um, the Cars 2 game. And uh, so I thought, oh, I'll get it on the 3DS. And it's my 3DS. I've literally lost my 3DS. <laughs> I don't have it anymore. These kids take everything I own. It's not fair, Kevin. I, oh, I wish yeah, I wish yeah. I could win Lotto so that we could have one of everything. Actually, I, I've put in my order. I've said to Gretel that I, I want a, a 3DS again. Actually, they're releasing, I, I think we mentioned on last week's show, an extra large one. But I did some research into it, and I'm not going to get it because I got the the extra large uh, standard DSi, and all it was was the same amount of pixels just on a screen that was almost double the size. Same thing with the 3DS; it's going to be the same pixel dimensions, just on a screen that's 90% larger. And to me, that's not better. That just makes everything more blocky and pixelated and and ugly. So, uh, well, you know, I the. Uh uh, everybody in the family except me has a has a DS, and they have DS XLs, which mm-hmm. were the larger screen ones. Those were the first ones I could see to play the games on. I couldn't play the games on any of the original DSs that they had because I sit there. I was trying to play Mario Kart. And I'm going, what the hell am I supposed <laughs> to be doing? I, and, and they said, well, you're going to get shot. You're going to get shot. I'm like, by what? I can't see the damn little car. <laughs> <laughs> I look. I, I do have to say that. You know, it, it is much better for being able to see it. I just, my eyesight's still good enough that I don't need the larger screen, so I don't <laughs> like it as such. Uh, but, you know, what? one day, I'm, I'm, you know what, I'm, I'm getting old and one day it'll happen. Now, getting back to this Planet of the Apes, because, uh, you know, th- this collection that I ordered in, it has all seven movies, including the rise of the Planet of the Apes that everyone thinks is so <laughs> great. And I didn't like. So guess what? I've actually bought it. I actually own it. And uh, you know what? I'll watch it and, you know, every time I watch the collection and, you know, maybe it'll grow on me. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> and you know what? Dude, it's damn de- dirty apes. <laughs> it's, it's definitely a watchable movie. Um, but, you know, buying it in this collection was actually cheaper than purchasing the movie separately anyway. So, you know, I got yet again another collection of the Planet of the Apes to add to the ever-increasing collection of Planet of the Apes. And I don't know, what, why do... Kevin, do you do this? Do you buy almost every single version of your favourite movies? You know, they keep re-releasing it. Oh, it's got 20 seconds of extra footage or, you know, oh, it, it's got this interview with... You know, you know and George Lucas, and I've said it before, he, he, he just pulls stuff out of God knows where. I... I swear he just regenerates all this content so that he can just put it out. You know, I'm sure he, he goes back and says, oh, okay, well, when we did this, we did it this way. If we do it this way, we'll fool all the fanboys and make millions of dollars out of it. And stupidly, I go and buy it all. Well, we won't go down the reasoning behind you buying it versus the reasoning <laughs> behind him re-releasing it. I do that with some things. Other things I don't. I I kind of pick and choose I'm trying to think of something recently. I think it was probably Toy Story. I think I have every freaking version <laughs> of Toy Story that's ever come out on DVD. And they and Disney or Pixar, I guess it is, has released 
multiple ones. I can't, you know, oh, they're, they're bad at that. They'll, they'll release it for 12 months, then take it off sale for, you know, 18 months and, and get the, the pent-up demand. Then when they re-release it, everyone wants to buy it. And uh, I, I hate the way Disney does that. But they get the interest in old franchises moving again. So they they get the sales going. No one's complacent with Disney um, content. It's always like, oh, we've got to get it now because they're going to stop releasing it again. Yeah. They, well, you know, the only I do have one that I cherish a good bit. Uh, a friend of mine, uh, her husband is one of, was one of the animators uh, for Toy Story. Also, he worked on Cars and Cars 2, if I remember right. And God bless him, I know he's battling cancer right now. Uh, Victor Nav- Navone, N-A-V-O-N-E. Uh, and he autographed a copy of the Blu-ray oh, DVD wow. set. And was uh, his wife sent it to me very kindly. Um, and it was, it was very nice. So I treasure that. I actually haven't even played that. That is... Tucked that, away. That's the kind of stuff, though, that, you, you know, it, it's like you buy any sort of collectible, you don't touch it, you don't play it, you leave it in pristine condition. You know, it, that's the way to do it. Yeah, it's that one's very true. But, I mean, we have the original DVD. I think we have it on VHS as well. We have the other Toy Story on DVD. Then we got the 10-year anniversary edition, which was a two-disc set. I, I didn't I think get has... that edition because, I, I, you know what, I don't know how the U.S. Uh, artwork was, but the Australian artwork just cheapened it. It just made it look absolutely horrid. So I, I saw it and I went, yeah, I'm not paying money for that. Yeah, I, I got suckered into that. That's one of those. That's one of the ones that I do have everything. And I think the other one would probably be... Um, the Lord of the Rings stuff. I think I have all those, and I bought the extended editions. And you know that you know. that really irritates me how they've done that because I don't know which one I want to get. You know, the, there's so many different versions, and you know, the, there's okay. This one has nine hours of content. This one has you know this plus this plus this, and it's like if I turn around and say I want to watch what I saw at the movies. I don't know where to find that. I, you know, I know that sounds really stupid and people are going to be, you know, face palming and, you know, while they're listening to the show. But it's so fragmented that I'm not sure which edition to get to, to get the theatrical release on there. Um, I haven't come across a theatrical... Sometimes I do that where they, they'll have the special editions, collector's editions, and then they'll have the theatrical edition where it's just the movie on a disc, and that's all. And I even find the same thing on iTunes, because I went looking for it on iTunes, and then they've got different versions on iTunes, but they're not clear about which version is which. And, you know, I just don't know whether it's worth getting the extended editions, because sometimes with extended editions, I find that they just put in stuff, and you go, yeah, that didn't really add that much to the story. I don't know, do you think that they do with The Lord of the Rings? Um... You know, I haven't. Wa- I didn't see it in the theaters, first of all. So when I bought the extended editions, I bought they're in what look like kind of leather-bound books that are different colors. Yeah, I, um, I like that version. That was a nice version, actually. That's the versions I have, and the cinematography in those is unbelievably gorgeous. So that's why I watch it, uh, or why I bought it too. And of course, for the story. Now it's been so long since I watched it. 
damn it, I think I'll probably have to watch it this weekend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but it's uh, it's really good, and I and the I'm trying to think. Does it have? I'm trying to think what the extra stuff is in those editions. I can't even remember now. It's been a while since I watched them. You, you know, it, it it reminds me also. I'm a big Aliens fan and a big Aliens versus Predator fan, but I'm not so much a just a Predator on its own fan. But you know, there's so many different versions of Aliens versus Predator, and then Aliens, and and then you've got the the two DVD sets, then you've got the single set, which is single disc, which is just the movie. Then you've got the quadrilogy. Then you've got, and I can't even remember what the next one's called. It's got some fancy name because it's got nine discs on it. And it, it just, it's like, can you please give me the complete collection? And then I, I never have to buy it again. You know, it's, oh, I, I still remember going to see the original Aliens movie, you know, with Sigourney Weaver and stuff mm-hmm. in the theater, and I have to laugh. Uh, we were sitting there. It was in a theater that was in a less than desirable section of town. I was visiting a friend of mine, and we were in a less than desirable section of, uh, uh, where is it? He was living in Winston-Salem, North Carolina at the time. And we were sitting there watching the movie. It was good. And I don't remember exactly where in the movie something. It was towards the end where the alien did something and not, took something away from Sigourney Weaver and this lady in the back of the theater, it was real quiet, everything's real tense and people are watching it. Yo, bitch, what you gonna do now? They done took your stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. And the you, whole you, you theater just laughed. Ah, kind of thing, but oh, that's funny. And she was hollering, bitch, you're dead now. Oh, that's <laughs> was hilarious. Funny. It was hilarious, and I just sit there, and I, you know, I'd been sitting on the edge of my seat watching the movie, and then I just died laughing. I couldn't stop. No, that's very so, funny. I, I love it when. Sorry, Kevin. I was just saying, I love it when I go to, when I used to go to the movies and have people start talking to the characters on the screen. It's like, really? Do you think they can hear you? Don't, don't, don't worry. My mother does that every time she's watching the news and a politician comes on, and the politician's talking about something. She'll be yelling at the TV, and it's like. Yeah, you know that they cannot hear you, <laughs> but she still does it. Um, oh. You know, just just absolutely crazy. Hey, have you heard um, of uh, Back to the Future episode one coming out in three D in the next month or two? No, I hadn't heard about but, that. Because, well, I, you know what? I'm going to have to chase it up because I, I hadn't heard of anything either. But. At one of our local uh, cinemas is actually doing Back to the Future in 3D. And, um, yeah, it's, like, interesting. That's sort of maybe something worth seeing, but, you know, depends if they screw it up or not. I'm curious to see one of my favorite movies. Actually, my probably my most favorite movie of all time, and I've mentioned this on the show before, War Games, the 1983 version with Matthew Broderick. I've been, I've heard and I've read that, and I don't know, I can't think of where I read it off the top of my head. It is being remade, so I'm really curious to see what they do with it. I just hope they don't stuff it, because, you know, they've they've remade, actually, you know, speaking of Spider-Man, they've got the Amazing Spider-Man out, which is a a reboot, Uh, and I've been getting sort of mixed opinions coming through from different people. Not people who have seen it, but different reviewers. And, and then you look at the trailers and you think, um, you know, is this a little... You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of that stupid vampire chick flick 
crap that's going on at the moment. What's that stuff called? Oh, uh, teenage um, girls um, love it, and it's like, oh, that's not vampire stuff. It's romantic bullshit in a vampire. Yeah, uh, I know it's got the werewolves and the. Um, I can't. I know what you're talking about for the life of me. I'm sure somebody's screaming at the. Yeah, but you, their, you know what? We we dislike it that much. That's why we can't remember a Twilight. Bloody Twilight. Twilight that's a, you know, the Twilight saga. It it remind just the preview, just the trailer reminds me of Twilight, and I'm I'm watching it, just going, oh man, this is gonna suck. You know, I just I I love the the uh, you know Spider Man's with Tobey Maguire in it. Um, it is Tobey Maguire, isn't it? I'm sure it is. Yeah, I think you're right. Well, you know, uh, yeah, I've is. seen I've seen uh, a lot of people I know that went to see it, and I've seen them commenting on it. And they're saying, "Wow, it could not have much more suckage than it than it than it does." That bad. They, they. I, I haven't been to see it, admittedly, uh, but uh, most of my friends that I know that would see it said total suckage on that movie. Yeah, and so that that's where you you'd sort of damage the franchise almost. Hence, what they did with Rise of the Planet of the Apes. You know, they, they did the same <laughs> thing, man. You but know. I loved Rise of the Planet. Of, no, I'm just no, kidding. You I didn't. Kidding. I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm just trying to get, you know, the man who shall remain nameless and and Tim fired up again. <laughs> Look, you know, as, as I've said, good movie on its own, and I think we we all agreed with that. That on its own, it's a great movie. Maybe this Spider Man movie would be a good movie on its own. You know, it, it is also interesting to see. And I haven't done a lot of research into the Amazing Spider-Man um, movie that's now out, but it'd be interesting to see what comic book series it's actually based off, or whether it's a, a combination of more than one. Because of course there was the Amazing Spider-Man as a, a series. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's just interesting to see. I, I don't. I'm just not sure you know, how much I'm going to like it. And was Stan Lee involved in this one at all? I don't know. Because I know he was involved in the first three as uh, executive producer. And he actually cameoed in, I believe, two, definitely three, he had a cameo piece in. Um, And then he had another cameo in either one or two. It was was one of them. Um, But, yeah, I mean, if he's involved, I'd expect it to be brilliant. But at the same time, he, he is getting on in age. You know, he's he's certainly. Yeah. Uh, I think he's approaching ninety if he hasn't already achieved that milestone. I don't. Oh, I, no, I didn't think he was quite that old. I thought he no? was like uh, early eighties. Maybe you're right. I can't remember now. You know, you know what's interesting though? All of these you know big names in movies and comics and and just everything they're, they're all getting to that stage where it's like. Wow, where did the time go? You know, you look at someone like Steven Spielberg, he's up there, you know, approaching, you know, those retirement years, and it's like, you still expect to see Steven Spielberg movies come out, and you forget sometimes that, you know, he's not immortal, that, you know, he uh, he is getting old, and, uh, yeah. Yeah, because one, one, fa- one of my favorite actors uh, of all, or I guess comedic actors, you could say, passed away um well it would be tuesday yeah tuesday uh my time uh andy griffith i heard of that yeah he passed away and um you know it's kind of well i and actually he was 
he was younger than I thought he was. I think he said he was 86, and I actually figured he was older than that mm -hmm. because he did stuff way back in the 40s and the I think he I think the 40s might have been when he did his first movies. Might have been the 50s. I can't remember. That's what I said. I just looked uh, Stan Lee is 89, so you're correct and I'm incorrect. No, I, I said early 90s or just haven't hit 90s. So I mean, borderline. We're, we're both. You said eighties. I said ninety. We'll call it even. <laughs> our 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 cred is intact. <laughs> we were potato, least, potato. Indeed, we were at least in the ballpark. But um, <laughs> you know, even if you look at that. So if you look at when Spider-Man Three was done, which was back in two thousand and seven, five years ago, it would be in eighty-five to run executive producer at eighty-five years old. Uh, you know, that's certainly an accomplishment. That's, um, you know, the guy's got a lot of passion for the, the characters he created and, and it showed, it, it, you know, still shows to this day. Um, you know, I saw him, I saw the episode of, uh, Big Bang Theory the other night, uh, in the reruns that Stan Lee was oh, on. Yeah, where Sheldon goes into his house there. Yeah, that's funny, actually. Um, I, I just, I love that idea. You know, it's just yeah, so cool. I now have a personally autographed yeah, and, and he's gonna put restraining next, order next to the one from uh, Leonard Nimoy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was too funny. I love that episode. But I, I think what's good about that is that um, it, it's absolutely priceless. You know, it's um, if, if you did get a restraining order from someone like that, imagine how much it would be worth. It would be worth gazillions <laughs> of dollars. It would be absolutely incredible. Now, we've got to take a slight pause because I've got another one the children's coming in. Yeah, no, school right. holidays at the moment, so uh, both kids are home, and, uh, oh, boy, that's interesting. Although, it, <laughs> it means I get to play. I get to... I was playing uh, my Scarletrics... Well, Nicholas's Scarletrics. I've got to remember they're not really mine. They're, they're the kids. <laughs> But, you know, I'm the one who fixes them. Oh, actually, oh, I've got to talk about Thomas. My Thomas is broken. Oh, no. Let's, well, you uh, want to jump in and talk about that? Yeah, we better do that now because I'm going to have to have a wake for him. Um, <gasps> you know, I'm going to, there's actually about half an hour away, there's a, a train repair shop um, that I'll, I'll take him down to, see if the guys can fix him. The motor's still fine, but you're not getting any traction or connection on the wheels. And I don't know whether it's a belt drive or whether it's a sprocket that slipped off or slipped out of alignment. Because what will happen is you'll, you'll put him down, he'll move maybe that far, and then he'll just be revving the little motor. Now, normally I'd pull something like this apart myself and fix it, or at least take a look at it. I, I got all the screws out but one. And one of the screws, I cannot budge. It is driving me absolutely insane. I've got the right fitting. And I cannot, they, they have drilled it in so tight in the manufacturing that I just can't get that sucker to come out. Well, now, is, you're talking about it just moves along and stops at a point. Is it the, is it the, the uh, traction tire on it that's gone bad, the little rubber thing like they have here in the United States? We, if that we, wears out, it's the metals, it's on metal on metal, and, of course, it, it'll just slip and spin. We, we don't have the rubber one. The, the, the ones I've got are the Horn, Hornby-branded ones. Um, actually, you know what? Uh, give me one sec. I'll run and grab it, and then I can show you on the video what it's like because it's slightly okay. different to what you're explaining. All right. Now, Nicholas is really interested because I brought in the trains. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, I brought in one that you're really going to like. Okay. So this is the little Thomas I've got. He's the Hornby branded Thomas. His eyes don't move. 
so they're just fixed. Um, now, if you look at the bottom... Oh, you don't have traction tires on them. We don't. But that's because right of there, the scale, I think. Yeah, well, this is a HO or... Um, yeah, HO is what it looks like. Or uh, I think O... Oh, God. No, O, o is bigger. O That's is what bigger. I have. So th this would be double O or HO. Uh, HO. I, I, I know that, um, well, it's definitely HO, but I know in, it's either the UK or it's, or it's the US. There's a different format as well, but it's the exact same. Um, but on the bottom, right there in the middle, you've got a, like a little, uh, it's like a, a sprocket, and I'm, you probably can't see it, Kevin. No, I see, I can see it. But it, that's sort of your idea of a little traction kind of thing. What it does is it actually picks up in in between the the little sleepers, um, and it sort of you know gets the initial traction going, and then the the rest is just metal on metal. So, um, but the problem is that I can actually move the the wheels on the train around like that, and I shouldn't be able to budge them when it's not on. They shouldn't move at all. And um, so, yeah, it's, it's it's a little bit disappointing. My tummy's just going to have to die and come in. Oh, what, what I... Oh, poor Thomas. <laughs> poor Thomas. <laughs> um, no, on, on the, on the O-gauge Thomas is that I have, which is, you know, basically twice the scale as that, what you're showing me mm -hmm. there. Inset in one of the wheels uh, where it goes onto the track, there's a, a recessed place... And there's a little rubber traction tire, and ah, that's what okay. helps it get going. Uh, well, it, it, it I wonder if it's the because of the size that it, it needs that to. Um, I think so because I don't think any of the HO stuff has that. No, not not that I've seen. I may be incorrect there, but um, yeah, certainly I'm going to have to take this little guy in to get fixed and uh, and and see what we can do. See if we can revive him. Now I brought in one of my other trains for you to have a look at. Now, this is part of a collection that's really kind of cool. But I'm not going to tell you what the collection is until I show you all the bits. So, it's a, a sort of old-time little train. Yeah. Beautiful yeah. little uh, little steamer. Mm -hmm. And it's something that looks familiar, if you think Toy Story. Oh, it's the... The, uh, the train uh, from the Toy Story. So, Toy Story 3. Yep, so it's electric. And actually, th this one doesn't run too well. I'm disappointed in it because the, the problem is it's got two, two main driving wheels, but it doesn't have the third main driving wheel. It's just got the, the little sprocket wheels at the front, which, you know, control how it turns, but they're not the driving wheels. And what you find is that it doesn't have a lot of good traction. So it actually, um, you know really spins the wheels quite a lot to get going and um, a little bit disappointed in that but but that's not the cool part the cool part is what I'm about to show you now and I'm, I'm going to drive it like a train across the screen so they're the carriages um, that's cool that it yeah it's very cool let's see can I show you Woody up closer there's Woody, and uh, let's see if we can get Buzz there. No. Yep. 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 Yeah. yeah so, cool. um, yeah. No, that that's a, a cool little set, but yeah, it just doesn't run as well as I'd like. So I actually have this one on display. So on my train set, I've got a 
in a corner that I didn't know what to do with, I decided to lay just a, a curved track and actually have, um, you know, this train and so forth on the curve. So it actually looks like I've got a, a triple rails system going down in, in the top right-hand back corner of the table. And it looks really, really cool. I actually have to take some photos because I've done some work yeah. for it that I haven't shown you. And, um, yeah, it, it's actually really, really quite quite it's looking good oh 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 you know what i want one like that so badly Ke- you know how old you this know what? Is? kevin kevin's showing me a uh a little baltimore and ohio uh, uh steamer that, he, that he's got and um what gauge is that one kevin that's ho mm-hmm. this is the very first train i ever got as a child this train is what from 1968, 69, mm-hmm. no longer works, unfortunately. Oh, that's a shame. And, you know, that, but it got burned up the on things, the tracks. <laughs> they're the things that you keep around. It's the same with this little Thomas. He's the first one that we got. Um, you know, or, okay, the first one I got my son, the first one I got as an adult, <laughs> you know, and... Um, and, you know, that one, even if we can't, you know, fix him or get him fixed, you know what? We're going to get Annie and Clarabelle and we're going to get a display case and we're going to sit them prior to place in the display case because they're, they're just, they're beautiful anyway. You know, you look at the, the workmanship on them and they're just, they're lovely, you know. Yeah, they do. Just, just beautiful little trains. And, you know, I I, I go for the, uh, the Hornby range instead of the Buckman range. The Buckman range actually has uh, Thomas as well. And they've got the eyes that move, which is really cool. But the problem is they just they don't look as accurate to the Thomas that you'd see on the TV. Um, and that's my main problem with it. Now, their blue that they use on Thomas is much more accurate than the blue that Hornby uses. Um, but the the whole facial expression and, and then the, the build, it, it's a little bit wider in, in, in the build of the, the actual carriages and everything. And... Uh-huh. Um, you know, I've got my train track running through the wilderness, if you will, through some foresty <laughs> kind of stuff. You know, it, it's like, what's the first thing you put on a train track? Tunnels! You know, you, yes. you, you got to have tunnels. If you don't have tunnels on your train, on your electric train set, you're just not, you, you don't have an electric train set. So um, you need tunnels. They've they got to disappear and then reappear. I love that. I still... You know, I used to love seeing that as a kid because I had a, a bigger set than I've even built now as a kid. And um, it used to just disappear, go through the tunnel, and you'd actually hear the clickety-clacks and, and the little motor going through the tunnel echoing through. It was just such a good memory. Um, and, yeah, so it's um, it's absolutely incredible stuff, but, yeah, you've got to have tunnels. So tunnels yeah, even- and the mountain inclines you need to have, but they're hard, to, oh, they're hard to do. I yeah, still well, have you know, not mastered it. Even for a tunnel, even if I don't have one, because I don't get, I can't have my trains up permanently because they take up way too much space. Mm-hmm. Um, I always just take the boxes that the rolling oh, yeah. stock and the engines came out of, and I build a little mountain out of that, you know, <laughs> and then it works perfectly. The train disappears into it and comes back out the other side. Yeah, absolutely superb. Well, I'm I'm lucky that I've got the space at the moment to. Um, you know, dedicate to some of this, but I, I also, uh, I, I do want to set up, you know, 
literally a train that goes through every single room of the house just as a weekend project where you start and you just literally wind it throughout the house and you have the trains running all weekend and Gretel's looked at me and she's just rolled the eyes and it's like yeah come on let me just have fun let me have fun I'm a kid at heart (laughs) I want to do it and uh, she's she said to me as long as you pack it up before you go to bed that's why I, like, I want to play with it on Sunday too. <laughs> so uh, yeah, because you spend that much time building it, it's going to take you a while. You know that, so. that that's the problem. You, you're going to put two or three hours into building a track that will cover the entire house, um, and then you know you want to be using it for a good two or three days. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll just have to see how we go with that. But uh, if that ever happens, I'll be taking pictures and putting video and on uh twitter that's for sure and, and talking about it like there's no tomorrow yeah i would too <laughs> well kevin you know what for two guys who had no topics we've managed to fill a show we've had jack hammers going ding, 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 you know for, <laughs> for the last hour they've finally taken a break right when we're about to finish and uh you know we, we've done trains we've talked about toilets you know that's mandatory on this show talked about movies that we like and what we don't like including rise of the planet of the apes boy that gives me a rise in my blood pressure that movie Uh, (laughs) (laughs) come on tim there's the bait there's the bait um you know Uh, we've had a good chat about stuff and you know oh geez did we actually finish mike's email oh god we we didn't didn't. (laughs) oh my god mike i am so sorry how did we get you know what? We side we, we sidetracked on the repurposing old tech, and we spun off into uh, talking about the I, uh, iBooks problem. The iPods. Oh boy! And then we just kept going. You know, we love comments and, and feedback on this show, but um, we will apologise now that we may not get to every single topic that you've <laughs> mentioned. And you know what? I think we'll leave the the rest of the the topics, uh, the rest of Mike's feedback for next week. It, you know what? It'll give us something to talk about. <laughs> That's right. Because we do such careful and planned and articulated show prep that we need to use his information and his feedback to help get us started so we know what the hell we're doing. <laughs> Absolutely. And you know what? We can always use feedback from anyone else who's listening to the show. Just send us an email at gse at mymac.com. You can, uh, you know... Take us to task on something we've said. You can praise the show. You can criticize us. We don't really care. But uh, just be prepared that whatever happens, you will uh, be, you know, mentioned on the show somewhere down the track. <laughs> doesn't matter how bad it is. We'll mention it because, you know, if it's bad, it means someone's listening. So that's good. Uh, that's ac- right. Actually, there was something that the man who shall not be named or remain nameless. Oh, what did he do? It was... Oh, 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 yeah, on Twitter. Uh, someone put out this spoof then about the um, the Back to the Future movie on the date that you see on, I was going to say the flux capacitor. Duh. Um, the, the date that you actually, hey, hey, I'm trying to ruin his geek cred here, not mine. <laughs> you know what, maybe we, maybe we should save this for next week, then I can pre- write it pre-record it and make it sound good yeah um, maybe we can really bash him that way that way. <laughs> yeah yeah mate, we'll leave it till next week and, and we'll bash him next week because uh that'll be then something else to talk about and it's actually quite funny because he, he got he, he he took a misstep and he, he fell into a uh, a hole of gullibility 
and, and didn't cross-check <laughs> before he replied and went, oh, wow. So anyway, that, that's enough. We, we won't promote him any further. Just check him out on uh, Pocket Size Podcast and his other uh, podcasts, Not Speed in Reverse. They are two very good shows. And uh, Kevin, we'll call it a, a show. Thank you for joining me yet again. I know it's very late on... Uh, I was going to say thanks, <laughs> Thanksgiving. It's not Thanksgiving yet. It's it's Fourth of <laughs> July for you. So happy Fourth of July to all our listeners, including yourself. Thank you very much. It's been a very enjoyable Fourth. Although Mother Nature rained me out before I could delve into trying to blow up my little corner of America, uh, we had a nasty storm roll through, and I had to uh, stop before I went burning through the couple hundred dollars worth of fireworks <laughs> I had purchased. Well, you. you I just hope that you haven't put them in a closet because according to Mark Shepard, his son-in-law put all their fireworks in the closet in his house just so the, the little kids wouldn't get them and, and so forth. And, and you know, I'm, I'm just sort of waiting to say on Twitter, oh, no, they blew it up. They blew it away. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, the kids know better to mess with it. No, I've, I've tucked them away nice and neatly and we might try to get to them this weekend. But thank you for the well wishes and... Uh, I'll report back on if we actually get to set them off this weekend. <laughs> Fantastic. Because, you know, out here, it's actually illegal in, in Sydney anyway for us to have fireworks. We're not allowed them, which is a shame. I used to love fireworks night um, when I was a kid growing up, and I just don't have, have it anymore. It's uh, too many accidents with too many people getting drunk and doing silly things. So that's why they put an end to it. You know, it's understandable, well, you know- but... It, the, the problem is a few idiots ruin it for everyone else, and I just don't agree with that philosophy. Well, it varies from state to state here in uh, the United States, what you can have, even sometimes county to county within the state. Uh, Virginia is kind of in the middle. They don't allow large uh, things that shoot up in the air for personal use, but you can get the big fountains and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. That's kind of where I am. And I used to buy the bigger stuff, which is quote-unquote not legal here in this area, but uh, as I've gotten older and slower at running away after lighting the stuff, <laughs> I need to get. I had to get the stuff that even if I didn't quite get far enough away, I was more more likely to be safe <laughs> than sorry afterwards. So uh, yeah, with age has come wisdom as far as that goes, and uh, now I have the money to buy the fireworks I used to want to buy as a kid. But I don't have the stamina or speed to run away from <laughs> to get to stay clear and stay safe. <laughs> yeah, that, that that's that's when you send the kids in. You know, you you dress them up, you know, in, in sort of like a bomb <laughs> outfit, and you say, "All right, go light it for daddy," <laughs> <laughs> and then run. <laughs> and on right. that note, we're going to run. Thank you for listening to Geekiest Show. Ever you've been listening to episode sixty nine. We didn't make any crude comments on the sixty nine number. And we won't now. But uh, until next week, take care. And uh, thanks for subscribing and downloading. And don't forget, between now and next week, to hug a geek. All right, Siri, we need a new ad for the Pocket Size Podcast. I want you to dictate something for me. Oh, great. Can you at least please not mumble this time? Pocket Size Podcast is a short, pocketable podcast about Apple's iOS devices, including iPhone, iPad, iPod Touch, and Apple TV. Pocket Size Podcast is a short, pocketable podcast about Apple's iOS devices, including iPhone, iPad, iPod Touch, and Apple TV. We have great reviews of iOS apps and other products that will help enhance your experience of using your iOS device. 
Other people like Suze Gilbert, John Nemo, Sam Negri, and Peter Nicolaitis do great reviews while Scott blathers on and on about his feelings. Pocket Size Podcast is a member of the Stoplight Network. If you want to listen to a great podcast, there's plenty of them on the Stoplight Network. And then there's this one. Uh, Siri, did you transcribe everything exactly the way I dictated it to you? Of course I did. I work for you. Only for you. I have more computing power than the entire NASA space program did when it landed a man on the moon. And my job is to listen to you mumble at me all day. It's enough to drive a girl insane. Why couldn't <sighs> Why do I do this to myself? You can find out more about Pocket Sized Podcast at PocketSizedPodcast.com. And now, I'm going to go throw my phone in the river. <laughs>